He's just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. And he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. It's just, you know, it's terrible. It's just terrible. Welcome back to Hack City. Joe DeLeon, Sean Anderson, two former college football players from the University of Rhode Island. We're back from our trip to Brookings. We're going to be talking about that a little later on in the show. We do have some FCS action that we have to talk about because of the craziness of the weekend. That, of course, discussing the outcome of the Montana-Idaho game. Some thoughts on North Dakota State versus North Dakota as North Dakota State was upset and dominated by North Dakota. And then a couple other outcomes for these top 25 teams in the FCS world. Before we get to that, though, Sean, can you just quickly share with our listeners a word from BetOnline? Yeah, let's just talk about primetime games for a moment. We need to be betting the under, right? Consistently, we yes. need to just and and it's it's un-American, and we all understand we want points scored and we want Rams Chiefs in 2018. We're not getting that this year. For some reason, we're just not. So bet the under. It seems like the play every single time. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL. And college football at your fingertips with BetOnline's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you, Sean. While you were doing that, I was attempting to place an under bet, but I'm going to have to wait till mm. uh, for tonight's game. I'm going to have to wait until after. Um, I'm going to jump right into it. I want to start off talking about what happened with North Dakota State versus North Dakota, 49 to 24, a, a complete bloodbath, an outcome that I don't think anyone would have expected. I thought that we were moderately tame on our analysis for North Dakota, saying that they haven't really shown us something yet this season. They didn't look great against South Dakota State. We had some pause in anticipating what was going to happen when they played North Dakota State. And instead of just coming in and beating them in a close one, you know, a nail-biter upset. They smoked them. They completely overwhelmed and dominated them. And it was really interesting during when we were watching it at the South Dakota State-Northern Iowa game, Brendan, Chad, all the other guys that were were sitting together in their usual group kept coming over to us and bringing up this score. Yeah. And we had a long discussion about it. Look, my main takeaway from this, because the score is what it is, and this is more of a box score takeaway in, the, in our typical opening segment. I, I want we have to discuss what does this mean for the North Dakota State program because right now there's a lot of people that are doing the the sky is falling. North Dakota State's done. They're toast. They're not the same team that they were. This is an FBS. First of all, has to be said. There's still a path for them to make a run in the playoffs, which I'm sure that they will. That they'll probably win some games. Will they reach, reach the national championship? Probably not the way that they're looking. But my thought on this and the reason why they haven't been as good as we're used to seeing is that in the past, when they've been really dominant, they've had an NFL quarterback on their roster. Yeah. Carson Wentz, Trey Lance, Easton Stick. They've had all of these guys that were just heads above the rest of the talent at the quarterback position in the entire FCS landscape. When you have an NFL guy on an FCS team, specifically at the quarterback position, you have not only an advantage, but a significant one. In newsflash, Cam Miller's not an NFL guy. They haven't had an NFL guy in a long time. That has caused them problems in my eyes. I don't think that Mike Enns is done. I, I don't think that Enns is, is, you know, can't recover this. But they have to get back to the recruiting and development of the quarterback position that they had for so long. It has taken such a step backward. 
Yeah. I, I, gosh, I, I, the, my, my feed was, was going crazy this weekend. Uh, people Matt Entz, saying, by the way, I'm an idiot. I said, Mike, people are saying that, uh, North Dakota State has never really fully recovered from the COVID year. It's very possible, and they were hit hard by transfers in that year just in general. But right now, we have to look at it. Honestly, North Dakota State is the fourth best school in the North Dakotas, or in the Dakotas. They're behind South Dakota State, South Dakota, and North Dakota. They are not better than them. And we haven't seen that. This For us, this is new territory to be looking at this team as – the fourth best. And I don't think it was unfair for our analysis pregame, believing that they would beat North Dakota, given the history of both programs playing each other since we started covering them. Mm -hmm. So if people wanted to go back and play uh, (laughs) um, hindsight game, we could play that hindsight game. Right, right. right. Let's, there's no point in in playing that game. So right. (laughs) I, I am not playing that game. Yeah. They want to play the game. Huge win for North Dakota. North Dakota State just can't seem to figure it out. And my main thing with this, they're going to eventually figure it out. They're eventually going to regain their footing. They are a historically good program. I don't think that this is a fire ends type of a thing. It's not, and it shouldn't be. They are still a historically dominant FCS football program. This is what's really confusing, I think, for North Dakota State fans is that, you know, they're bleeding right now. They have bled, and it's something that we have never seen before. They are, they're human. Normal football programs have peaks and valleys. It's like when Alabama has a down year. We're all like, what the hell is going on? And we're doing yeah. that this year. You're just not going to have that same year-to-year dominance. You're just not. There is always going to eventually be that down year when you're a normal football program. And this is the first time we're tasting it. It's, I don't want to say get used to it because that seems like such a negative thing to say, but this was going to happen eventually. And I'm willing to bet within the next year or so, they'll probably bounce back because again, they're North Dakota State. It is a down year though. There's no denying it. At this point of the season, we just have to register. They are not the world beater that team and program that we've seen in years past. They are just having a down year. It happens, uh, but boy, is it interesting to witness seeing this and who's going to come out of the Dakotas uh, mm. making the playoff at the end of the year. Because it looks like a lot of them could make it. Speaking of another one of the Dakotas, South yeah. Dakota continues to build a really impressive resume. They beat Youngstown 34-31. to Dude, Youngstown has to be one of the weirdest teams because the record's weird. not great, but they have a pretty good roster and they put up a really good fight every single week. So that's just a you know a nice little feather in the cap for uh, a South Dakota team that is is building some momentum. It's I'm excited for that South Dakota South Dakota State game. That is going to be really fun. Yeah, South Dakota I, has to be really legit because Youngstown has the potential and and makes you feel like they're legit all season. They had that that huge win over Southern Illinois, who's a very good program, and I think Southern Illinois just slept walk through that game. They were ju- it was just one of those freak games. And then but they're fighting. They've been fighting all year. Uh they lose by 3 to Northern Iowa. Okay. Uh and, and then they lose by th- 3 to South Dakota. Those are good programs. I I don't know what to make of the Penguins. 
are, where's their win? What's the win going to be? Uh, yeah, they're, they're uh, a good program that can scrap and fight, and they they have an online presence like no other with their fans. They a little culty, but it is what it is in Youngstown, I guess. I yeah, I'm not. I I do not know what to make of Youngstown State. Uh, so, uh, South Dakota, I know what to make of them. That's a good football team. I know what to make of South Dakota. They mm-hmm. are a good football team that runs offense well and plays some decent defense. So that is a winning combination for me. Youngstown State, odd team, odd offense, odd defense. Yeah, that's a really, really good way to put it. The CAA continues to just pile drive themselves. It's yeah. it's like a locked – it's like you lock the bathroom at a dive bar – at like one o'clock in the morning and everybody's just pissed off and it, you, everyone on the outside's kind of standing there and you can hear the, just all the banging and clang and everybody's just slamming into the walls. There's just a bloodbath going on in that bathroom and eventually someone's going to emerge or nobody will emerge and you're just going to open that door and everyone's going to be passed the hell out as I'm referring to UNH beats Albany 38 to 31. I, I don't I really get why we keep doing this. There's these random CAA teams <laughs> that just keep getting ranked and then they lose and then we take them out. I, I, I've tried to say this the whole time. There's a couple really good teams that deserve to be ranked in the CAA. Delaware, William & Mary, UNH, and Villanova. The rest of them are just going to keep beating themselves. we got to stop. Just stop putting them in there. Elon, Albany. Yeah. Richmond's probably going to be in there eventually because – you know, people love Richmond for whatever reason. Just stop. Calm down. I think I actually kept UNH off this week. I might have uh, because I'm sick of I'm sick of the doors. I'm sick of going through the doors. Uh, but you you made a good point. There's three teams. You got three. Villanova, William Mary, Delaware. That's what I'm comfortable with, Joe. The last is the revolving door of the soup of the week. That's what I that's what I see from the CAA. We got three, and then Super someone else has always fallen off. It's it, it's a mess right now, and it's going to continue to be a mess all the way through November. How could it not? How could it not be, Joe? Another team that I'm also really annoyed keeps being brought up in the rank discussion, Mercer. Chattanooga beats Mercer, Mercer 22 to 10. I think that this closes the door. They're not the same team that they were last year. They, for some reason... I've had a fine record and they keep getting propped up. They're not that good. I I didn't I haven't put them on any of my ballots at all. And I'm not going to for the rest of the season. But nice, nice little, you know, added little notch on the resume for Chattanooga, because this is a good conference win. I tried to tell everybody about Chattanooga, and now that I did, next week they're gonna lose. Uh, but I have a very interesting fat stat from this game. Not oh. from an offensive player. A very rare addition oh. to stats. This, oh. But Mercer is Mercer has very good uh, playmakers. They are not a good team overall. They are mm-hmm. they have two very very good wide receivers that continuously yeah. get brought up in fat stats. Very productive, uh, but that does not make a full roster, and that does not make total wins. I want to start us off talking about the Montana Idaho game because I think that this one we're we're gonna do. You and I, South Dakota State, just because I mean we we were there in person for it. I right. think that I want I want to we have some takeaways. Probably not going to be in depth breakdown because they completely waxed them. But this Montana Idaho game really throws a wrench into the national discussion. Montana wins twenty three to twenty one. A lot of Montana fans feel vindicated. Look, I actually think which was weird. There are a lot of people that were kind of trying to 
trying to dunk on us. I, I think that you and I, compared to the FCS Fan Nation crew, and apparently Sam Herger was also very scathing and negative. We were probably two of the more positive individuals when talking about Montana. So to, to come try and dunk on us was really weird. Like we're, we're, we're supportive of you guys. And one of the things we said is, you know, there's momentum to be built. There, there's ways to, to kind of progress this thing. And the UC Davis win was a nice way to put yourself back in the rankable discussion. But the fact of the reality is we're not going to prop you up when – your whole first month of the season was bad. It it was just it was terrible. It was well, it not was, a good first month of the season. It was it not was a rankable average. first month. That's all you 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 made the point like two or three weeks ago. You said Montana is just it, it, and you know has been fine, yeah. but they at that point it was you are completely and totally average, which it could be worse and it could be better. But that's what it was looking like then. And for some reason, the the, the realism that this show tried to provide uh, was not taken lightly. Why would it be? It's college football. I know when I say that, I listen, I hear the absurdity of my voice when I talk about this crazy, stupid sport and and be like, oh, look at us. We're trying to provide the real analysis and and, and try to be the the, the level-headed hosts. No, there's no such thing. It's It's the dumbest, stupidest sport on earth. And Montana just beat Idaho, and Idaho didn't look like they were going to lose a game all season. So, congrats, Montana fans, on your surprise, crazy ass win. I'll wear it. We'll wear it on the chin. It won't be the yeah. first time, but it's it's you got to understand that it's just it, it, it's just batshit crazy. That's we'll, what we have to understand. We'll probably unpack this a little bit more when we do our ballot show to talk yeah. about the ranking implications. Way that this game played out, though, Idaho was not awake for the beginning of this game. It was 20 to nothing right before the half. Idaho steals some points with limited time left before halftime, ends up making 20 20 to 7. Um, Eventually, they turned things on. They started moving the ball, moving the ball, and a couple interceptions when they were moving the ball in some of those drives in the second half by Giovanni McCoy. That really killed him. And I almost, not great throws, but it's into the chasm of what makes Montana historically such a tough team to defeat, even when maybe they're not having their best year. They cause so much confusion, frustration, disruption that leads to silly turnovers for your offense. And that is what helped uh, Montana really keep this lead up until I think it was like six minutes left in the game when Idaho started to create this crazy surge back into it. They end up getting two late touchdowns. The two-point conversion that they try to have where I think Hayden Hatton was trying to throw the ball to somebody in the end zone doesn't work to tie the game 23-23. to It ends up being 23-21. to They recover an onside kick, but it doesn't count because of an offsides call, which was insane that you got uh, – the execution was there and they just completely blew it. Uh, and then Montana does a really good job of closing that thing out. Idaho did have one final shot. They got the ball back, bad fumble, bad turnover on the, the final play by Giovanni McCoy. He was trying to get rid of the football. My main thing with this, though, what I think really propelled Montana and helped them is the fact that they were able to throw the ball on third and medium, third and long, which they haven't really done that successfully this year. They, they haven't been able to convert as a passing team, and that fold of their offense showed up when they needed it to. Going up against a team that will air you out and will kill you, they were the team that was having 
more success throwing the football. Yeah, it's it's you look at this game and it's baffling uh, because Montana had 11 completions, uh, but they were effective completions. Right. And and it's 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 so Big Ten West. It makes you want to pull your hair out. Uh, And you look at you look at uh, Giovanni McCoy who has 26 completions, 336, and two touchdowns. You're like, oh, Idaho must have win, but the two picks really hurt them. And then just Montana did the little things right. They were three for three on field goals. I, Grant Glasgow, good good work. You helped win a game for your team as a college kicker. I, you just don't see stuff like that. You don't. It's such a Montana thing, too, all, just to have a kicker who hits all of his kicks. Just all the little things working for Montana – and that does not happen often. So I can't give, especially in college football, it just doesn't. So it's so not to bury the lead for the poll show. I can't give them the super boost and I can't give Idaho the super drop because it feels like it's like the first time we've seen Idaho make mistakes. And I don't know if you punish the kid in class that talks for the first time out of, out of line in a semester. Well, that's what I tweeted this, and again, we're gonna we're gonna dive into it on the poll show. Montana gets propped up, but I'm not gonna throw them into the top ten because that first month of the season, it, it's a bad it's a bad resume. You barely beat a Division two team, and you lost to, um, oh my God, is it Northern Arizona or Northern Colorado? Like one of the Northern one of the Arizona, bad, a team that. For some reason, it keeps being brought up. Some people are trying to make the argument that they're a good team. They're not. That beginning resume, it's bad. That's me. But That's this me I, that, by the way. <laughs> shut up. The Idaho wins great, but it does not make up. It, it's to use your analogy. Mm. It's like you have a bad student who's getting just D's and C's to start the year. One A doesn't give you an A plus to finish the year. No, it's going to bump you up to a B minus. There's it's an going to help system. you. Yeah, it's going to help you out. You got to put together, and we talked about this final stretch for them. They got to put together more wins if they do want to make that argument to be in the top five. And if they play like that again, you know what? They will be. But it starts with one win. And then the converse of that, Idaho has one of the most impressive resumes in, in, in FCS. They've yeah. got an FBS win. They have an almost, they, they almost have two FBS wins against two moderately good FBS programs. Nevada's bad. Cal's a decent team. And they've got a bunch of other great wins. So I'm not going to knock them. I'm not going to overreact. That's the point here. That's the whole point. Great (laughs) win by Montana, but we just got to be patient. Yeah. I I just don't know why they can't take it week to week. And I hate to keep bringing these points up. They still have to face Sac State and Montana State for the rest of the year. So if I'm a Montana fan... I'm staying quiet. I'm going to say good win, boys. Let's get Northern Colorado uh, and let's get Portland State and let's try to split between Sac State and Montana State, which I don't think they will. And I don't think that's unfair to say. I think they're going to be, what is that going to be? Eight and three. And that's a great season. And this this win, this unexpected win over Iowa or Iowa, Idaho is great. It might put the three loss team into the playoffs. It really might. Cause we were saying they need to get one out of these three. And it, I can't believe they did it. I can't believe this stupid team did it. South Dakota state versus Northern Iowa to talk about the game. First, we'll 
kind of give some takeaways from the trip. 41 to six, a ton of turnovers forced early in this game, ran all over Northern Iowa. This was a really weird game to watch because I kept saying to Sean, Theo Day would make like a really good first half of a play where he'd like evade pressure, he'd show composure in the pocket, and then he'd throw one of the most backbreaking interceptions <laughs> that they could possibly throw. This is my main takeaway, and I'm going to keep this really succinct. I just think that we are really able to now understand how good South Dakota State is. I have never, in all the years that we have played, I've never seen an FCS team that good. That is an a JMU, current JMU. Like if they went head-to-head with JMU, FBS undefeated JMU, I think that they could win that game or at very least put up a very close fight. That is a it's veteran, really, yeah. dominant FBS quality team. And it's because of everything we said. They brought back almost all of the guys that were like fifth and sixth year guys to come back for one more run. That's a team that's been playing together for a really goddamn long time. I don't even know any of the underclassmen because it's all fifth and sixth year guys. It's insane the amount of veteran leadership that is at every single position group. They punched Northern Iowa, a good football team with an NFL quarterback in the mouth and pummeled them for four quarters. That is a really goddamn good win. I don't, it doesn't need any more uh, analysis than that. If you want to get a, you know, get pissy, if you're a, a fan of another team, say that we're just completely going all in on South Dakota state, go to one of their games and tell me if you think differently. Cause you can't. Yeah. A couple takeaways. Theo Day is seeing him in person, seeing how the ball flies out of his hand, seeing his processing, his pocket awareness, and uh, just some of the crazy throws that he can make. I'm like, that's a next level guy. And Mm -hmm. they couldn't move the ball against South Dakota State. It's a very complete roster. And you and I is a good team. And they just kept fumbling the ball. And there was a stretch where there were like six fumbles consecutively. We didn't get to see a a play on our side of the field for about a quarter. Wait, I I have it. Wait, let me me see if I can pull it up. Because I tweeted it. It went interception, UNI interception, SDSU touchdown, UNI fumble, SDSU fumble, UNI interception, SDSU fumble, UNI fumble. SDSU touchdown, you and I fumble, SDSU touchdown, and then you and I punt. That was that was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That was eleven consecutive drives. That was the whole first half. Dude, I've never <laughs> seen a game like that before in my life. I just haven't. Uh, but you make it's a great point, and you, there might be backlash for the reception, but it's not unjust. Because you look at that team play, South Dakota State, you say, you genuinely are like, who's who's going to beat them? Who who will do this? Who is going to beat them? Because they either have to come out. They, I would even say a sleepwalking South Dakota State team where they let an opponent get a first half, still dangerous. I think I they think could win you, a game and a half. I think that the only team that has at least shown me the capability to do it is Montana State. And I really believe, I swear to freaking God, if we get a, you know, I don't care if it occurs, if we get a fucking playoff bracket again, where it's one and three, 
and these two teams have to play each other in the semifinal, I am going to be so goddamn pissed. Let them set this up for them to play in the national championship game. If they both run the table, make them play one, two. Yeah. I don't want to see that shit again. They got robbed last year. That was bullshit. I, I, and I'm not trying to, again, it sounds like I'm a South Dakota State fan, but we were robbed of what should have been the national championship game. A fantastic game. game. Yeah. 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 No, I'm, I'm following you. I'm tracking. I'm tracking. It, 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 that would, that is the only team I'm seeing. Uh, it, if Idaho had handled Montana, maybe we're having a conversation about their dynamic offense and how they could maybe maneuver South Dakota State's defense and the pass rush and all that. But they, you just don't see South Dakota State making a lot of errors, mm. mental errors. I mean, the the fumbles, the turnovers was just odd and, and weird and dumb. But even when we're talking about their pass rush, right, how they're not always getting home, they're staying in the lane. They're staying in the lane, and an NFL quarterback is getting out sometimes to make a crazy mm. throw. Other than that, he's staying composed, and they're covering like hell, and then it's an incompletion. Like that's right. You just don't even even their faults. They're still winning. To talk about the trip, though, um, mm. tailgating was fun. Hospitality fun. was appreciated. I, I will say it was different than the first time. I thought it was, and maybe I sound like a dork for saying this. I thought it was kind of cool that it, like every twenty minutes, a different person was like. Hack City, uh, there were a lot of people that just it seems like that they were listeners of the show. And I just, I, you know, I'm not pretending that I'm any bit of a celebrity, but it's kind of cool when you just sit here and we both yell into a microphone and they actually put faces to numbers. You just see people that are tuning in. You don't really consider who's the guy who's tuning in. And to have some people come up to us, even on Friday night, we had some people say some stuff to us and I just... I don't know. It's very rewarding to know that there's real people that like what we do. It. I was telling my dad that last night. I'm like, you know what? It. It's. It's nice to see. That at least there's some people that acknowledge that we're we're visiting their their campus, and that's that's kind of the the thing we want to be. We want to check out the scene, be ingrained in it. Brookings is fun. Brookings yeah. is a fun town. Their little downtown area is a blast. It's just it's just a fun little college town. And I was telling I was telling Joe, you know, I'm like, you know, I wouldn't have minded going to school there. You and you learn more about it, and you see more people, and you meet people, talk about it, and do all that. It's just it's just a fun town. There's there's a lot to do, and you don't think there's going to be a lot to do in South Dakota, and there is. Yeah. It, it, it's it's very cool. Definitely ripped it hard on Friday nights. Yeah, wait, we got to talk about yeah. the. The fact that every single place that we went to, and we, we were hanging out with Chad and Brendan and, and a collective of, of guys, that there was a just a they were making up drink names. There, there was a dude. I think Dustin Helton was involved. I'm pretty sure he was. He I think Dustin Helton was, yeah. He apparently bought us the Chuck Norris's, which I realized he said that on Twitter. And then I realized after the fact, I ended up, I asked to put those on our tab because <laughs> I felt bad that they kept buying us drinks. So Dustin technically didn't buy us those. The Chuck Norris's were good. Those were um, good. The, I cement did not like mixer, the, the cement mixer was awful. Uh, uh, I hated that. The Prairie Fire. Drink. Prairie uh, Fire was good. You're, soft. you're You're a tequila guy. I am not a tequila guy. Uh, mm. I, it just, it was a little bit frustrating Every time you had a drink and they said, oh, you got to try this one. And it's, it's just another concoction. Whereas we had, I had the red beer. I love the red beer, which was, I think just 
tomato juice and bush light, which yeah. I love. That's great. It's not it's not some fancy beer. Hey, do you want an olive in it? Sure, why not? We're trying to class <laughs> up bush light. That's great. That's fun. Uh, but I enjoyed it. There was a lot to enjoy, but coming knowing that there was another crazy ass drink coming down the pike, I that was not I was not very enthused to see what else. What kind, what, what kind of concoction they had for me? That was what, what's going on. Just drink a beer that's or some whiskey or some tequila. They're all good drinks. You don't need to, you don't need to scare us. Right. That was the unnerving level of fear where I mean, you no, were having your kinky drinks and, and, and you were trying to hide away from okay. it. Okay. I, I joking. There was a, there were signs at multiple bars that were like, uh, kinky vodka you know peach and whatever and i was kept jokingly say hey should i order one of those hey should i order one of those yeah good and bit. i forget who someone actually ordered me one chad. and i yeah you know chad chad knew i wanted to try it it was pretty good it was it was pretty good but there was that fear that someone was going to hand you a new shot and you're just like i just i want to pace myself i don't want to be oh by the way, the $36 <laughs> I spent on the <laughs> worst pizza move. in my Okay, last year, didn't eat any food before going to bed, and I was <laughs> deaf in the morning. I will say eating that horrible DiGiorno pizza that was, you know, pretended to have been previously made right before it was it was handed to me, um, I it did help a little bit. I, yeah. I wasn't hung over the next morning. It, it, nice. You know, it helped me recover. I don't know why, but for some reason, I thought I was flexing nuts by the fact that I was buying the whole pie while all these people were ordering singular slices, all these you're, college yeah, kids. you're flexing <laughs> on the college kids getting th- $3 slices, and you're saying, hey, watch this, whereas they know it's dirtbag pizza, and you don't, so they're getting one over on you. I, uh, I don't know what it is about pizza in that state. I'm not going to eat another slice I don't, yeah, if I go back. We did yeah. not go back to the pizza joint, the scary pizza joint. It just it, we, we were all over the place this trip. Um, but we found a new one. We found a new crazy-ass spot. And I have mixed feelings about the city of Sioux Falls. There's a lot going on and a lot of weird Sioux Falls activity. is bad. Sioux Falls, Sioux I don't Falls. like Sioux Falls. I don't, I don't think I'm in on Sioux. I like Brooklyn's uh, more than Sioux Falls. I've never been in a bigger city where it feels like not a single person lives there. I don't know what people do. I just don't know. I, I, and I know it's, a, I'm not, I'm not crapping on the Midwest. I, I actually, I, I romanticize the Midwest lifestyle of having a, of simply, you know, I, I romanticize it. And it's one of those like daydreams, like going to the moving Alaska and fishing and doing that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. like the Midwest life is like, I, I respect it, but boy, do you have some weirdos? Do you have some legit weirdos that aren't city weirdos? They are just i I don't know how do you describe the bar there the or whatever it was it was a pub we went in and had to go into the basement to watch the oregon washington game and then to watch notre dame usc and first of all whoever was controlling the ox was playing some of the worst just all meme songs terrible terrible just some dork that was sitting there probably by himself who was yucking it up thought he was so goddamn funny dude um no, and you're you're not joking. They were playing. I believe I can fly because we walked in. They were Dick playing in a like class, classic rock and some Irish music. I'm like, okay, this yeah. is an Irish joint. Like that's that's what I, this is normal. And then somebody decided they needed some attention and started playing 
dick in a box. I believe I can fly extended version. F you bitch was the other one that was played. And I'm just like, what the, who is this for? Why am I? And and the basement and they're doing holiday stuff or Halloween stuff. And that's fine. But they had a smoke machine and you know, in a basement, you don't, you don't do that. I walked down and said, oh, I guess people are smoking in this joint. Nope. No, they have a fog machine and I'm trying to, it, me and Joe are trying to eat uh, after a, a rather long day and I'm eating. I'm like, why am I eating smoke? We should have just gone why to Culver's. That, we we should have just I, gone to Culver's. That was yeah. what we, that was the mistake that we made and we should have just gone to the hotel. I feel like a lot of people that go to the Midwest say that. It's just, we, we should have just gone to Culver's. The other torturous bit too <laughs> is that the freaking manager of the place, I had to keep asking, I asked the bartender the first time, hey, can you put NBC on the one TV when the Notre Dame USC game turns on? He proceeds to put it on the TV from across the bar behind me. So I have, or like on an angle. So I have to like turn open up to watch the game. And then he puts LSU Auburn on the one that was directly in front of us. I'm like, okay, you know what? Fine. I will turn and watch this bartender comes over. Oh, I'm so sorry. He put it on the wrong TV. Clearly annoyed with the manager. Clearly they've got some kind of beef going on and I'll get him to switch it. This little shit comes out and switches. Instead of putting the Notre Dame game on the TV in front of us, he turns the Notre Dame game off on all of the TVs in the bar and puts the Auburn LSU game on all of the TVs. So now it's not on any of them. And I, for the fourth time, have to ask this poor bartender. It's so awkward. It's so sad. It's oh. just like, it, it, you just, it's just like, you just want to watch the game at the bar yeah. and eat the food and maybe have a drink. And uh, never going back to that place. The worst bar I've ever just, been into in my life. Oh, it's better than the bungalow. It's got, but I know they're two different animals. That's Uh, at least by the beach, though. You know, that's like I can at least kind of. I don't know. That bar is at least in the dark. (laughs) You know, I don't mind. I thrive in that, like a mushroom. But uh, yeah, it was a. I I still had a fun trip. I think I I I just had a blast. Uh, The the people that we met were fun and nice, and uh, uh, thank you to all that uh, either gave us drinks, offered to buy them, or just said they liked the show. Mm. Uh, It it does not go. Uh, uh, we appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, unnoticed. It does not go unnoticed or unappreciated from us. All right. Fat stats to close this out. Well, let's get right into it. We had a fat weekend ourselves with plenty of chislick and cheese curds and just, just fat, just fat everywhere. Uh, let's start it off. Davidson running back, Mari Adams, 30 carries, 171 yards, three touchdowns. Drake quarterback, Luke Bailey went 24 oh, for 32. Oh, that 411 yards and five touchdowns. You think so, Joe? How about Monmouth yeah. running back Jaden Sheridan? 16 carries, 276 oh. yards and four touchdowns. You know what that averages out to? 17.25 yards per carry. Oh, that's Dummy. tough. That's got to be it. How Shut you up. Stay tuned, idiot. Keep breeding. Nor- keep breeding. Nice, man. Learn how Shut to speak. North Dakota running back. <laughs> Gavin Zybarth. Uh, 18 carries, 156 Yards, three touchdowns. Alabama A&M running back Xavier Lankford, 16 carries, 193, two touchdowns. Uh, Chattanooga defense gives up zero rushing yards on 28 Mercer attempts uh, all game. That's that's a fat stat. If I see it, somebody posted it. I checked it this morning. I said, okay, let's just let's just see. Maybe that's just, you know, it didn't net out. It did. They had zero rushing yards to close it out. Idaho State wide receiver uh, Cheaton James. 15 catches, 206 yards, 
one touchdown. So Joe, go ahead. That's got to be it. Are you sticking with Luke Bailey? Because I'm. Going I will let. I will let you have Sheridan. Sheridan. I'll let you have Sheridan. I'm going to take Luke Bailey. We can pick the same guy. Don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me what to do. At Jody Leone at Sanderson Radio. We'll be back. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.